from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy as overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about what happens when you are keeping secrets from one another and why this has an adverse effect on your marriage. And there's a quote attributed to Anonymous that says, keeping secrets from someone is no different than lying to them. It's still dishonest. Mm. We're going to be digging into that on today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for you. It doesn't matter if you've been you know, a longtime listener. This is your first week listening to the show. A hug is an opportunity for you to really hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's had breakthrough in their marriage, who has seen mm-hmm. hope restored. And this hug came from an email message we received that said, my wife and I would have said that we were doing well. But I knew that we had hit a few intimacy walls and I didn't know how to break through. That's when I found your podcast. While on Saturday drives around the country, I would play episodes of your podcast for us to listen to together. Listening to you talk so openly helped us learn how to talk about our sexual intimacy. This past weekend was our anniversary and I surprised my wife with a romantic getaway. I downloaded the 19 questions to amazing sex and we spent the hour and a half drive home talking about our intimacy Mm. in so many healthy ways. It completely shattered false assumptions we had about each other and it brought clarity for how we can take the next steps for fulfilling each other. Your episode 64, oh yes, that's the spot, was a huge help for us to both put words to feelings and to have those crucial conversations. We have been married for just over 20 years, and we are excited to begin a new chapter of our marriage. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And for those of you who've never picked up or seen the 19 questions to amazing sex, you can grab that for free and go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. Absolutely. And that's a great resource. It doesn't matter. I mean, th- these guys have been married 20 years. It doesn't matter if you've been married two weeks or 20 plus years. It's a fabulous resource to just, I mean, it's one that we revisit on a regular basis mm-hmm. just to kind of check in and, and take the temperature of what's going on between us sexually. And, you know, as Tony said at the top of the show, we're talking about secrets. And the, the idea for the show actually came out of a conversation. Tony and I were participating in an interview a few weeks back and as so often happens when we're being interviewed, the conversation will wander to what's going on in the in the interviewer's marriage it's, itself. And, and so we're having this conversation and, and he just pauses for a second. He's like, you know, he goes, there have been times in my marriage, my wife has said, it doesn't feel like we're talking, right? It doesn't feel like you're really talking to me anymore. And he realized as she was saying this over and over again, that, that yes, they were still having conversations, right? It wasn't like they'd stopped creating, if you could even say, stop creating noise. Like they were Mm. still having conversations, but the revelation when he, when his wife said, you know, you're not talking to him anymore was more that he had started to get in this place of censoring his thoughts, uh, of keeping secrets, of not telling her everything that was going on with him, whether it be work related or whether it be, you know, something with kids or with business or whatever it was. And so there was this, this censoring, this secret keeping that was going on. And so, so that happened. And then a few weeks later, or a few days later, I actually had almost an identical conversation with, with one of my coaching clients. And in this case, it was a wife who was talking about how she was keeping secrets and censoring her thoughts because she was afraid of how her husband was going to respond. And, 
you guys, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know that if we start to see things happening in patterns, that means it's absolutely time for us to get behind the microphones and have a conversation with all of you on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? And how we address this. Mm-hmm. Because truth be told, if you've listened to, I mean, we've got 10 and a half years of shows now, but this has happened in our own marriage. Oh, yeah. Where, where there have been secrets, where there have been things that, you know, some would say, okay, you know what, like, that's not a big secret, right? It, it's funny how we as humans, we put everything on a scale of severity or of impact, right? We'll be like, well, that's not such a big deal. Or, well, like, it could be worse. I could be keeping a secret about this, mm-hmm. right? But the fact of the matter is, just like that quote that we opened up the show, a, a secret creates a gap, in your marriage, when you start censoring your thoughts, when you start censoring what you say to your spouse and you're holding stuff back, it does start to create a disconnect between the two of you. In our own marriage, I mean, we've had this around the area of finances. I mean, there have been Christmases, there have been times where, where I wasn't telling Tony how much I was spending, but the reality is, is that we're self-employed. And so when we have our money conversations at the beginning of the month, when, you know, there was, I, I very distinctly remember December where the spending got way out of hand. And then January, we're sitting down and I'm like, I got no way to cover the money. Yeah. And I think there have been times in our marriage. I mean, heck, I kept secrets from you early on about pornography. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I remember when we were going through the Great Recession, just keeping like the business stuff away, like not really diving into those times. I, I would say it's interesting because if I look back, and I look over the different seasons and I think about this. It's in those places where I felt alone. I was in my most darkest places and in times when I didn't have confidence in myself that I didn't um, feel like I could provide. Those were the times when I felt like I would hold back more mm-hmm. from you. Um, I, I even remember you know, when we lost Andrew not even sharing the impact in, 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 in how our parents and others were, were coming to me and saying what should be done, what shouldn't be done, da, 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 and just keeping that from you, mm-hmm. you know, to protect you. I, I, always, I always saw it as that. Um, and I think over the years, I've realized that when I get into that place, that's when I do need to speak up and speak out because I feel like if I'm holding that from you, then the open, honest and transparency isn't there, which then causes a rift further down the road. Like you don't see it in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't see it right there. And then it's maybe weeks or months or years down the road where all of a sudden it really begins to expose itself. Well, and it's so interesting because, you know, I mean, I've heard you tell the story now countless times, whether we've been interviewed or or just different things happening in our lives where we're just relaying our past around the time of the Great Recession. And, you know, here's what's really, really significant about that time in our lives is that I didn't know that you were holding stuff back from me. I knew that we weren't connected, mm. but I didn't like, and I knew that we were struggling, right? So, so there is that sense of disconnect, but I didn't know what it was. I like... The only time in our marriage that I can ever envision you actually going through depression was when you came back from the trail. But that time in the recession when, when business had dried up and we we're like trying to figure things out, you put up a really good facade. I will tell you this because I can't look back in my memory banks and you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old and I've like put, blocked it out. But I don't remember ever thinking 
in that moment with clarity, oh, Tony's mm. really depressed. Mm. I knew it back in 2000 when you came home from the trail, but in 2008, 2009, when we were going through all of that, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so it's always like every time you guys, Tony tells the story about just that depression and how hard it was to get out of bed and all of these kinds of things. There are times when I'm like, what the heck was I doing? Where was I? And why did I not pick up on that? And probably because the kids were little and I was full on like in mom mode. But that's the kind of thing like there was still a disconnect between mm-hmm. us. And, and, you know, we, I mean, my secrets generally fall around finances finances are, are have always and like i can look at the root of that well in the past not anymore right but but that's what's ha- like that was just you know my history and i think it's because my history of like just not having a great financial model growing up and things like and you just learn to keep things tight to, you know close to the vest and you know it, it's crazy because if you think back to the beginning right if you think back to the beginning of your relationship if it was anything like tony and i we talked all the time all the time. In fact, we just you know found out that a couple had gotten married. Um, a couple in the one family got married in Chautauqua Park, which mm. is one of the places where I have a very, very distinct memory of us just having an epic conversation um, there out there in Boulder, Chautauqua Park. And like, I just remember the conversations. We would talk about everything. We would, we would share the dark stuff. We would share the hard stuff. We would, like, I remember when my dad sent Tony this letter, you know, back in the day of snail mail and, and, and just voicing his frustration over the decisions that Tony and I were making and, and things like that. And I remember just the epic phone calls around this and just dealing with family and dealing with all the different kinds of things. And, you know, there was just this trust, this place of like, I can tell you anything. Right. It's why the wedding invitations say, well, you know, this is my person or this is my best friend or or those types of things. And then then there you move into that place where I don't know if it's just the everyday. I don't know if, you know, there have been hurts along the way, but but we get to this place where we stop sharing everything. We, we, we stop sharing because, you know, there are those topics that don't feel comfortable. There are those feelings that we start to go, okay, is this now going to be safe? Because we had an argument around money. And so now maybe I shouldn't bring up money. Or we had an argument about sex. And like I voiced my, my desire and it wasn't met. Or, you know, I, I know how my spouse feels about porn or masturbation. And so I don't want to tell them that because I'm really clear on how they feel about it. But this is something that I'm wrestling with. Or, or we're having struggles with the kids. And I, I want to parent differently. And my spouse is a different viewpoint and so we're we're struggling with that or you know let's face it the last seven months of being in in quarantine lockdown coronavirus you know whatever's going on in your part of the country what are those feelings those emotional feelings that you're dealing with in terms of anxiety or depression or or whatnot that you're you're scared to actually tell your spouse, look, these are the problems that I'm having or there are problems at work. And you're like, I don't know how my spouse is going to react to the fact that I'm not so sure that this job that we rely on is going to be there. And I don't know how to tell them that. Or or there are things that we disagree. And you know what? It just gets easier to not talk than to actually be in this place Mm. of saying, you know what? We don't see eye to eye. We don't. and, And I don't know how to navigate that with you. I mean, these are all things you guys, these are all things that you said were struggles in your marriage. This isn't just Tony and Elisa's list, although you could easily have, you know, taken that a page out of any of our diaries over the last 24 years. But these are the things that you say that you've stopped talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we asked you, you know, how many of you have at some point in time censored what you said? 
right? We didn't go to Google to say, hey, you know what? Tell me how many, you know, what's the percentage of, you know, a spouse keeping secrets from somebody else? I don't care what Google says. You know, we want to know when we ask these questions, you guys, and when we're sharing things about, you know, a topic that's really heavy like this, mm-hmm. right? Secrets are a heavy topic. We want to know what the one family is doing. So we put this poll up on Instagram stories last week and 86% of you, and, and this includes Tony and I, right? Have said or said that at some point in your marriage, you censored what you said to your spouse. That's virtually everyone, right? 86%. And and here's, here's the impact of that. When we choose not to be vulnerable, Tony used the phrase that he's used for the last 10 and a half years on this show, open, honest, and transparent. He was talking about that earlier. When we choose not to be open, honest, and transparent, it's not just this one little area, right? The one thing that we're just not talking about in that moment that's impacted. It actually starts to impact all of the pillars of intimacy. Mm-hmm. All six of them can get knocked down, you know, broken, cracked, whatever, when we choose, and it's always a choice, it's always a choice to not share about one area of our marriage. And we need to actually start to go, okay, wait, what's going on here? And how can we actually break through mm-hmm. what's going on? But let's do that after this word from our sponsors. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. As we talk about the six pillars, you know, this whole area of being vulnerable, this, this concept of keeping secrets, this really comes back at its crux to the, the pillar of emotional intimacy. And that's where that closeness is created through the sharing of, of thoughts, of feelings, and of desires. And if you, if you find yourself, and obviously 86% of you have at one point in time, if you find yourself not doing this, not having that closeness around your thoughts, your feelings, your desires, your dreams, you, what scares you, any of that, that's time to say, why? What's, what's not happening between the two of us? Because if, if it falls around the topic of money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's so often impact been my choice not to share money. Then there's, a, there's a broken pillar 
around financial intimacy. If you're not talking about your sexual intimacy because you've put up all the walls and you're like, you know what, we don't talk about that, then your sexual intimacy pillar has got cracks in it. You know, if you aren't talking about faith, then your spiritual intimacy pillar has got cracks in it. I mean, you get the idea. If you aren't talking, if you're censoring those thoughts, it's not just the emotional intimacy. You can just be like, well, we just don't talk, right? And then just like give it like this big umbrella thing. But it's getting to this place of going, wait a minute, what are we not talking about? And literally, where are the cracks in the pillar that the pillars that are supposed to hold up the roof that is our marriage? Yeah. You know, we did an episode a long time ago called Take Divorce Off the Table. Mm. And I forget what episode number it is. We'll find that and I'll make sure to put it here in the episode notes. And I think for a lot of us, and, and I and I would say even for us at one point in time, it was easy to keep secrets because by bringing them up and bringing them out, I don't think I knew where we were going to go in our marriage. I didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't have the, we didn't have the focus of like, you know what? Those are some things that need to be addressed, Mm -hmm. but how are we going to do that together? How are we going to make it through together? Even even though this hurts, that there is pain, that there is crying, that there is frustration, that there is anger, what are we willing to do to make it through? And I think once Elisa and I got to that place where we could say divorce is off the table and it's episode 193, so you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 193 or open up your favorite podcast app and listen. And once we got to that point and discussed that, and what does that mean to us? Like, what does that look like for us? That divorce is off the table. I would say the ability for us to open up, to not keep those secrets any longer, that was that turning point, I feel, for myself. Because now I didn't have to censor how I said something. Now I didn't have to think about, okay, did I say it that way before and do I need to make sure I'm saying it this way? And so I couldn't be who God created me to be. Like I always, uh, in earlier years, I felt like I had to walk this this line to please Elisa and yet it wasn't me. It, it was I was pleasing Elisa. I had to walk these uh, walk around eggshells at time. And, and once we realized like, you know what? We have each other's back. And yeah, there, there are some things that aren't pretty and there are things that probably won't be pretty. Like we're human beings. We, we, we mess up at times. We scrape our knees. We fall down. And yet we said we got each other's back. And because of that, we were able to go, all right, we're going to step into this and we're going to not keep secrets from one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just listening to you you know, as you're even talking about it and just talking about our past and, and even, you know, sometimes our present where we have to like, you know, it seems in the consequential in the moment. And then you start to go, Oh, is that, is that becoming something big? Like, did I like, do, do I need to come clean? Do I, and so much of that gets wrapped up in these emotions that sit right below the surface. And, and a lot of it has to do with fear. 
It's amazing how many people are living with fear within their marriage. It could be fear of rejection, fear of being misunderstood, of starting a fight, of being rejected or judged or ignored or dealing with just really big emotions or being told that you're wrong. Some of you said, you know, the reason I don't do this because it's just not worth the drama or it doesn't change anything or, you know, I I just, I want to protect my spouse. But here's the thing. And this is really, really important, you guys. Those things that you you can't be vulnerable, you can't be open, honest, and transparent about, those things that you're holding onto that, that are literally just kind of like stirring continuously inside of you, they take a toll on you. There is a, there's a physical cost to holding those secrets inside. Your body will respond to the secrets that you put inside of it. It, it will impact you like literally mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have to be aware of it. You know, we're so quick to convince ourselves, you know what? It's no big deal. It's no big deal. I, I, I can just live with this. It's not that big a deal. Uh, who cares? Right. They don't really care anyhow. Well, you, you have to understand your marriage is a living, breathing organism. And so every choice that you make, right, is going to have one of two options or impacts on your relationship. It's either going to build it up or tear it down. Mm-hmm. Right. The, nothing that we do really has a neutral impact in our marriage. And so you know, we have to understand that, that if we're, if we're doing more and more, if we're engaging in more and more choices, if we're keeping more and more secrets, if we're censoring more and more thoughts, we're not building a growing relationship. We're, we're, we're pulling away from what's possible. And, and I don't know, Tony and I don't know what's going on in your marriage. Mm-mm. right you guys are listening today literally around the world that's the beauty of the one family literally it spans the globe and everybody's marriage is in a different place but if this is you th- then i've got to implore you i am begging you to please get help to get help to break through this cycle to break this pattern of behavior because here's the thing If you don't break the cycle, it's just going to keep repeating itself and it's actually going to speed up. And that becomes a very, very, very destructive cycle. Yeah. One thing I want to want to share is that knowledge is power. Understanding different parts of your marriage and how to address it and connect in that area is huge. Just recently, I mean... I've had numerous conversations with folks who are dealing with areas of sexual intimacy, Uh, just understanding it, you know, young newlyweds, those who've been married for a while and just trying to understand how to have an orgasm, you know, from the wife's perspective. But once you begin to understand what's going on, I mean, it's why I love our, our episode anatomy of a female orgasm. It, It was one of those that needed to be shared. And and I've heard so many people, both husband and wives, come up to us and go, oh my gosh, like that makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. And so now when you're making love, you don't feel like you have to hold back. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to hold back your, maybe like that doesn't feel right. You can say, hey, you know what? Move your hand over here. Because knowledge, understanding, wisdom is powerful in your marriage just as it is in business, just as it is with your kids, with parenting or anything else. Are you taking it? Are you using it? Are you sharing it? Are you being, 
Are you being willing to listen to your spouse? I, I understand there may have been times where you've had hurts. I get it. I, I feel those hurts too. I've been there. And yet, are you willing to step over the line and go, you know what? We've made a mistake. We both have our parts to play in this and we don't need to keep going on, holding back from one another, keeping secrets from one another, be it our sexual intimacy, our financial intimacy, be it business or jobs or parenting, spiritual intimacy, wherever it may be, we can step through. For some of you though, that may be a place where it's really difficult to do it by yourselves. And if you're in that place, I would urge you to apply for coaching with Elisa. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. You, you may just need a little bit of insight. You may need somebody to speak truth into both of your lives because you're in the muck and you're not seeing it. And if that's you, I urge you, do it. Take the step. It's an application. Start there and get moving because keeping secrets in your marriage is only going to hold you back from having the extraordinary marriage you desire. And we want to see you have the extraordinary marriage. So this week, go out there, go out there, enjoy that time together. Enjoy who your spouse is. Engage one another. Take the lid off. Know that divorce is off the table. And with that means that the two of you can enjoy years of passion, of love, of, of just the extraordinary that you both desire. We want to see that happen in your marriage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dive into this. This isn't an easy topic. We get it. It's a process. It's a journey. And it's one Elisa and I still walk through today. Have yourselves an awesome week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.